0: let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned in to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is. You think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Listen, the verse today. I really want to talk about because this really cages the 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 whole conversation we're going to have today. Today we're going to talk about can you hire and fire in a Christ-like manner? And I believe the answer to that is yes. And I believe there is a distinguishing difference between. Hiring and firing just in the world's way and in a Christ-like way. And what does that look like? That's what we're going to talk about today. But it all goes around what Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And it's really all about those two verses that describe how we should be making an impact on our workplace, because it's about loving people the way Christ loves people. Now listen, okay, like I said, today is a call-in show. We're talking about can you hire and fire in a Christ-like manner, and so I'd love it if you had comments or questions regarding hiring and firing. You know, I'm going to share some things in the first section of the show, but if you want to call in, the phone number is 855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. Call in, and we'll we'll put you on as soon as we get to a, a good break in spot. But what I'm looking for is people that, that genuinely want to make an impact in the workplace, and maybe they've made some mistakes, and maybe they want to share from that, or maybe they want to share some successes on things that they've done. So let, let's let's just look at this whole premise behind this. All right, so we're talking about hiring. We start with hiring. All right. Why do we even interview people? Well, we interview people because we want to find the right person. We don't just go out to the local corner of 7-Eleven and say, hey, you want a job? We want to make sure that we're finding the right person for the right job. And so then you ask that question. What's different about the Christian approach to hiring as opposed to anybody else's approach to hiring? And I got to tell you. It's the love factor. We want to make sure that we're taking time to consider the individual, the impact on that individual by hiring them. And of course, if we don't do a good job hiring this person, we're going to end up having to fire this person or put them through some sort of performance improvement plan. But if we've tried to put a square peg in a round hole, it just doesn't work, and so we're the ones making mistakes. So the whole idea behind hiring is to make sure we do it right the first time. And and really, so to start it off from a Christ-like standpoint, we got to consider the person. This is not just some commodity or some box you buy off the shelf. This is a human being that has a life, that has a family, that has bills to pay, which is why they have a job or why they're looking for a job. And it's somebody that can make an impact on your workplace. And and, and I want you to just open your minds to the fact that there is. God does care, desperately cares about your workplace. And he cares about the intimate details of what you do on a day-to-day basis. And he wants you to put him into the equation when you're hiring people. So, you know, I want to just offer some suggestions on how we get into the hiring process and making it look a little bit different. I got lots of ideas. We're no way we're going to get through all this on today's show, but I will post it on Facebook later. And if you send me an email to jim at iworkforhim.com, I'll send you all my notes. This is stuff that I've uh, gathered over the years from lots of different books and uh, and lots of different things that I've read, and really from my own mistakes in hiring and firing, and as I impact people and teach them how to hire and fire people. So, all right, so before I set somebody up for an interview, and this is any kind of position, because I, when I hire somebody, Somebody. Let's just say I'm hiring somebody for a uh, an entry-level admin position or a receptionist position. I, I want to make sure I'm hiring somebody for that position that has the potential to move up the ladder. Not somebody that's just going to. Sometimes it is best to hire somebody for that position that's going to be satisfied there forever, but that's rarely likely that you can find somebody that's going to be like that that's willing to work for a receptionist or a, a entry-level admin salary. So I want to make sure that I'm asking them questions that are going to give me a precursor of whether they're going to last long term with my company. So before the interview, I always send via email confirming the time. But I also say I also give them a detailed job description so they can answer in the interview. Why am I qualified for this job? I want to make sure I'm not hiding the details. I want to make sure they know what I'm looking for. I want to send them a copy of my core values, my company core values. And that's right. If you don't have core values, that's something you're going to have to develop before you send them out to the, an interviewee. But if you don't have core values, how in the cotton-picking world are you going to know whether you're hiring the right person? You know, Take some time. Describe for them your management style in, the, in a process of a paragraph. Give them performance expectations. Tell them things that you're looking for in the position so that they know what they're looking to. And time expectations. What kind of time, day and night, they're going to be required for this position. These are the things that you're looking for them to be able to answer in the interview. But you've got to give them some time to think about them. You've got to give them some time to actually prep for the interview and and you're going to ask questions about that while you're actually in the interview so just to review that again you're going to give them a detailed job description so they can answer why am i qualified for this job you're going to give them a copy of your core values and if you don't have core values shame on you get them done let's go we talked about that in week two or three uh, describe for them your management style a give them performance expectations and also give them time expectations. What time of day and night are they going to be working? How many hours? If you don't set it up right, you end up hiring the wrong person. In the first section of our show, we started talking about, can you hire and fire in a Christ-like manner? We were just starting off with just some beginning information uh, and we set it up with the fact that this is all based on the fact that as a as a Christ follower, we need to love people like Christ love people. Which means when we're hiring somebody, we need to make sure that when we're hiring them, it's for their best interest not just for our best interest all right and we said before the interview that you would give your interviewee a detailed job description a copy of the company core values a description of your management style performance expectations and time expectations all right but now when we get into the detail here's some of the questions before i do that this is a call-in show if you got a question or a comment about hiring and firing from a christ-like perspective I'd love to hear from you. The phone number to call in is 855-265-2929. That number is 855-265-2929. 29. Love to hear from you. If you got something to add to the discussion. If you're one of my friends out there that just want to drive me crazy, don't call in. This is tough enough as it is. You know, I like to, I like to just tell people, you know, radio wasn't something that all my life I, I, I grew up thinking, that's what I want to be, a radio talk show host. I really believe that this is an answer to God's prayer. When I asked him, I said, Lord, I want to be used in a way that's unexplainable by my own gifts, talents, and abilities. So, be nice to me on the radio. Because this is a tough job when you're a guy used to speaking and interacting with people as you're teaching, uh, talking in front of a microphone and looking at your engineer when he's smiling at you. That's a lot tougher than just being in front of a crowd. All right, so questions I like to ask when I'm hiring. You know, I like to start off with, tell me about your gifts, your talents, and your abilities. Tell me what, what you think is great about you. You know, I love to hear people brag. And then I like to say, okay, now describe for me the perfect job for you knowing that those are your gifts, your talents, and your abilities. Okay, All right. And then I like to just ask a question. This is something I learned from my first manager back uh, in the insurance world in 1991. He taught me to ask this question. Why are you thinking about a change of career? Why are you thinking about a change of job? I want to know. And what's amazing, if you ask good quality questions, sometimes people will give you the utmost honest answers and you're like, I can't believe you just told me that. All right. So why are you thinking about a change? All right. Then I like to ask them about their current jobs. What do you like about your current job? And and what do you not like about your current job? I want to know why you think about a change. And if I didn't maybe get the answer when I ask that question, I want to get the answer when I ask them. What do you like about your? What don't you like about your current job? All right. And what do you like about your current boss? I like to know what do they. What, what kind of style works for them? So what do you like about your current boss? And of course the opposite question. What don't you like about your current boss? I need to know from them, are they going to interact well with me? Of course, when I'm interviewing somebody, they got to be willing to deal with a high D, little I, no S, no C kind of a personality. And some people can't take that kind of bluntness. So I need to know. You know, if their complaint about their current boss is that uh, he's uh, direct and uh, you know gives detailed lists and just expects me to do my job and doesn't ever you know, you know micromanage me well then they're not gonna like me as their boss because I'm not a micromanager I just expect people to do their job all right so okay so what did you like about your last boss what did you not like about your last boss all right then I like to just hit a little bit of the personality what do you like to do for fun when you're not working, What are you doing for fun? Because I don't want to hire anybody that doesn't know how to do something for fun, that doesn't know how to have fun. If they're working all the time, I don't want them. Because people need rounded lives, and we all need to step away from our work. That's right. Those of you that are out there working seven days a week – that's not the way God designed it. God designed us to have a day of rest, and it's, on, it's very important. And so I want to make sure that the people I'm hiring are balanced. They, they're up for a day of rest. All right. So And if they don't understand what I mean by fun, I say spare time. What do you do in your spare time? All right. And this is the question. This is a Jim Brangenberg patented question. All right. If I were to call your mom and dad, and I was to ask that your mom and dad, and then I always make sure, are your mom and dad still alive? Okay, when I ask that question, I want to make sure I'm not being disrespectful. But say, if I'm going to call your mom and dad, I'm going to ask Mom, hey, Mom, what is it about Jim that you really like, and, and what is the one thing that Jim really needs to be working on that's the answer I want to know. And what's amazing, when I ask that question of an interviewee, they really dig deep because they want, they're they trying to think, what would their parents say? What, how would their parents react? But that question is powerful because it's amazing. Sometimes I've gotten answers like, well, they'd say I never clean up after myself. Or they'd say, well, I'm kind of a procrastinator. I can't believe people answer stuff like that. But you need to know the truth. And I actually had one person say in an interview, you know what? I don't know what they'd say. Let's call them. Let's call them and find out what they say. That'd be kind of fun. I was tempted, but I was afraid that might break some federal law, so I didn't do it. All right, here's a question. I wanna just understand where this person's coming from, so I asked them to describe their view of life for me. It's a newer question, I haven't used it a lot, but I wanna know, what's your view of life? Then I started asking them questions about personality. Okay, describe for me your personality. Have you ever taken a test, like the DISC test that, that describes your personality? I wanna know. All right, so then then I start digging deep. I want to know about you know conflict in the office and how they've dealt with conflict. Not the, I'm, I'm sure everyone out there listening today they work in an office where there's never any conflict, never any gossip, and, and it's just like going to heaven every day at work. For those of you that don't have the opportunity for like that, I, I like to ask this question. All right, describe for me a conflict you've had in your current office, your current job, and, and how you handled it and resolved it. I want to know, how would you handle the conflict? Because you're going to deal with conflict in the office. You get a bunch of people together, the personalities will clash. You know, The other thing I forgot to put on the right at the top, are you currently working, is a good question to ask. Because the one thing that I won't do, I won't hire somebody. If they quit a job before they had another job, I'm never going to hire them. Why? Because if they didn't have the forethought to protect their family and their own lifestyle, and they quit a job because they were just having a hissy fit, I don't want them. I want people that have forethought. I want people that, that grin and bear it through a tough job while they're trying to find the next job. But if they quit a job before they had another job, I'm not going to hire them. Now, if they got laid off, got fired, I'm still willing to talk to them, especially if they'll tell me about it. But I'm not going to talk to them if they quit without having some forethought. All right. I, I'm going to ask them the question. This is really an uncomfortable question for people. What are you looking for in a boss and a job environment? I just want to know. I, I then ask him, hey, what kind of long-term goals do you have? And What's amazing is I was interviewing somebody for a, a marketing position, and they, they they went down and told me, said, well, this is just kind of a short-term job for me, and in the long-term, I want to go do this and this and this, and it had nothing to do with the current job. Well, that's automatically a to me, because I'm looking for somebody that's going to grow in the company. You spend so much time teaching people stuff, you don't want them to just hire them and then two weeks later or two months later or two years later move on. I want somebody I can invest in. Those people are the valuable people. All right, so here's another one. This is a good one because I'm going to do this. If I were to call your references, Mr. Interviewee, what are they going to tell me about you? And then you get that dead silence. And they you know they know that you're going to call your reference their references and so they're going to tell you the truth. And so sometimes you don't even have to call the references. And honestly in today's world, you can't ask them all the questions you'd like to ask them. The interviewee may tell you stuff that the other person on the on the reference side they can't even tell you. So it's pretty cool. All right, so I I like to ask the next question is, you know, what qualifies you for this job? Based on the job description I gave you and the company core values, what qualifies you for this job? Why do you think that you're the perfect person for this job? I want them to think about it. All right, and then I'm going to ask them the question, is there anything about my job description and my core values that causes you concern? Well, and then I, I like to finish it up with, based on what we talked about today, why do you want the job? Why should I hire you? Okay. And, and these may seem like a lot of questions, but you know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that the job that I've got for somebody fits the job that they need to fit into. Now, I want to make sure that the person I'm talking to fits my position because I'm looking out for them. I'm not looking to just plug a spot. I'm looking to touch a life. I want to make sure that they're going to be there, and I'm not going to have to deal with a whole bunch of conflicts that, because they're not equipped for the job that I've got them for. All these questions are, determined to, are, are designed to determine what kind of character we're dealing with, what kind of personality we're dealing with, what kind of communication skills do they have. Are they bluntly honest when the answer isn't a benefit to them? You know, while we're interviewing those questions, we're watching for how are they dressed, what kind of eye contact did they have, uh, is their story consistent when you ask it from different ways. What kind of character qualities do they display? Personality traits or maybe even personality quirks. You know, Timeliness. Were they early for the interview or were they late for the interview? If I got somebody that comes in late for an interview, even five or ten minutes, and they don't have an excuse like they were stuck on the Howard Franklin, I'm not really interested in hiring that person because you can't be on time or early for an interview. You shouldn't be interviewing for the job. All right, I also wanna know what their skills are, but that's the last thing I look at because skills can be trained. All right, you know, in the first section of the show, we've been talking about, can you hire and fire in a Christ-like manner? We've been talking just about the hiring part and we had a caller call in and ask, Oh, yeah. We didn't have a caller calling an ask yet. That's because we need somebody to be brave and be that first caller. Our call-in to the show today, 855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. We're just looking for your comments and things that you've struggled with on, uh, while hiring an employee. All right. So when we talk about what we've talked about in the past, in the, in the first half of the show, we have uh, talked about that you're asking questions to determine character, personality, and communication skills. And you're looking to determine the long-term fit, our long-term goals. Are their long-term goals a fit for the long-term goals of this organization? Are they personally a fit? Do they have good skills, but because of their personality, they might cause a clash or or conflict within the organization and wreck the harmony that you got going? You need to ask the question: Is this person a Christ follower, or a seeker of Christ, or maybe just a rejector, all-out rejector of truth? It doesn't matter. You just need to know the playing field that you're playing with. So. You know, can, and the other thing, as a business owner or a manager, you need to understand. Uh, can you imagine praying for that person day after day? All right, Mike. I see we got some people uh, uh, dialing on. I, let's uh, go ahead and put the first caller on. Okay, we got Dana on line one. Dana, can you hear me? I
1: can hear you fine, Jim. Thanks for taking my call.
0: No sweat. What kind of what can I do for you today? What kind of questions or comments do you have?
1: I love the topic because it started me to think that in truth, and it sounds strange, it's actually easy, easier to fire than to hire. And by that I mean you, know, you, you treat other people the way you would want to be treated. It's the hiring. And I love some of the questions because getting to those core values is really difficult in an interview process.
0: It, it is difficult, and, and I, I, you know, you're, you're jumping into my next part of my outline. You're kind of cheating on me, but that's exactly where I'm going. Is that we shouldn't, there, we need to spend more time prepping for hiring than we do for the firing process. And too often we we short end the hiring process, and then we end up having to deal with firing somebody, and that's just not what we need to be doing. We need to be really checking this person out to make sure it's right for them and it's right for your organization. You know
1: you go by your your. I won't say your gut because you try and let the Holy Spirit lead you, but to, to really drill down to their core values because it's important in, in team building is something I found that sometimes it works and sometimes you know, who you thought who they were, they turn turn they don't turn out to be that person, Jim
0: yeah no, I, I agree. I, I really appreciate you calling and it, it is so important that we understand that we have to put the time and investment into our uh, into the hiring process to make sure that we don't have to fire them. It, it just takes so much thought. All right, thanks again for calling. Dana Mike. We got another caller. All right, Greg, Greg and Seminole, can you hear me now? Greg?
2: Greg, you got
0: Robert? Oh, Robert. Hey, Robert. You? Hey, how you doing, Robert?
2: Yeah, I never had a bad day. How about you,
0: Jim? <laughs> well, as long as I got you on the phone, I'm not going to have a bad day today. Robert is a good friend of mine. Robert and I have been doing some back-and-forth business mentoring for many, many years together, and we have the privilege of interviewing tons of people together. Robert, what kind of question do you have for me today? What kind of comments maybe you could make?
2: Well, first of all, two, two questions. One is, can I get a list of all your questions? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to post those good. on
0: Facebook later tonight.
2: Awesome. And second, uh, one thing that we haven't covered together, working together, is uh, obviously we want to set a a Christian foundation, we want to operate our business in a Christ-like manner, but also there are those people out there who are hostile toward that environment, hostile toward the name of Jesus, how can I uncover that in an interview without getting in trouble by the federal or state government, but avoid some potential problems in our workplace?
0: <laughs> that's a great question and that's why I put that question in there uh, in the first half of the show hey describe your view of life to me you know I, I try to ask a lot of questions that uncover family relationships that's why I ask what do you do for fun what do you do in your spare time trying to understand what's their what's their leaning um, you know it's you know, you are not going to you can't ask that question, hey, are you a follower of Christ or not? And it doesn't matter, because I will tell you that if they're not a follower of Christ, that just means it's somebody that's a pre-Christian, somebody that you have the chance to share that with in the workplace. Uh, but it's nice to know going up front. But you know, a lot of times, just as a Christian businessman, Robert, you should be able to feel some of that from the people that you're talking to as you're praying through the interview. Uh, you pray that God will just reveal it. But again, I'm not telling you that you should not hire somebody because they're not a Christ follower. I'm telling you, you just need to make sure they're a great fit for your organization. Organization, that they fit your core values, that they fit your personality, and that it's really important uh, that for that person it's a good fit because you don't want to hire somebody that you eventually have to fire. Okay, can I ask one more question? Yes, you can. The second right. question is $0.25, cents, though. Uh,
2: I can afford that. Okay. But nothing more. Hey, um, one of the things is, what? where can we find a list of questions that we can't ask so that we know we stay within these guidelines.
0: Well, there's all kinds of uh, things you can't ask. If you go out to the federal government sites for equal opportunity and – There's all kinds of departments. The Department of Health and Human Services is one of them. Uh, There is, uh, well, I don't know. I'll try to find that exact site, but I'm guessing that because the government is involved and because our Congress has been involved, it's probably a thousand-page document of things you can and can't say, so it's probably some serious nighttime reading. But really, if you ask questions that you... It goes down to, hey, would I be comfortable answering this question in an interview? You don't want to ask a question to somebody that's uncomfortable. You know you can't ask whether they're married or not. You can't ask about sexual orientation. You can't ask about race, although a lot of times that's pretty evident. You can't ask about religious affiliation. But you know what? None of that matters. You're trying to match the perfect person for the perfect job. And it doesn't matter what they look like. And it doesn't matter who they're worshiping, because eventually they're going to find out by working for you, Robert, that you worship Jesus. Jesus Christ, and they're going to want to work for you because you've got integrity and a depth of you and a love for those people that they've never seen before. Robert, I want to thank you for calling in. I know we've got Greg from Seminole on another on another line. Mike, you want to put him on? All right, Greg, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can, Jim. Can you hear me?
0: I certainly can. What can I do for you today, Greg?
2: Well, I was just going to make a, a comment. I've been uh, hiring and uh, terminating people for 27 years, and uh, just for any of those listeners out there who might not be their business, but that that is their responsibility. I have personally seen a lot of great Christians not be as successful as they can be because they they really can't handle the terminating process well. Uh, they can't come to terms with it. they struggle from the Christian side of it. How do I do this? Um, and and this one one thing we all have to remember: if that is your responsibility, whether it's your business or to your employer, um, we just have to look at it from the perspective of that we are given that responsibility, and it's our responsibility to guide to do it correctly. And if you have someone who's not doing their job for whatever reason or can't handle the job, uh, in the long run, we're doing them uh, a disservice if, if we don't terminate them. We're certainly not doing our job and handling uh, our responsibility well. But I've just seen a lot of people struggle with that who and probably in the long run it's hurt them. Well, I just wanted to throw that
0: comment out there. No, and that's a great comment, Greg. i, I got to tell you, it's so true, uh, but there's so many things that we can do to avoid firing people, and it, and it's something, it, it takes work uh, for us to be able to do that, and we're going to get into that probably in the next section of the show. Greg, thanks very much for calling in. You know, when we look at uh, trying to fit, be- before we try to hire somebody, there's some things we've got to do. And again, this all this hiring stuff is a lead-up to, it's a lead-up to, not having to fire somebody, if we do it right. you know, We're asking that question. Um, I would tell, tell you, don't just, as the owner or the manager, do the only interviewing. Make sure you have somebody underneath that is helping you do some interviewing to get their perspective. If you're a man, I recommend have a woman do another interview because women have women's intuition. Men don't have that. If you're a woman business owner, have a man interview that person. Men don't have men's intuition, but a lot of times God can give them a gifting and an insight. Just a different perspective. Uh, just have somebody else in the office that they're going to report with, or report to, or work with. Interview them. Pray about hiring somebody. Don't just offer somebody the job because you like them in the interview. And before you make the offer, this is again a Jim Brangenberg patented approach. Have a contingency. The contingency is you're willing to hire them, but before you f- make the final offer, you got to take you're going to take the interviewee and their significant other out to dinner and lay out the expectations of the job with the significant other and the interviewee. Because you can learn so much about their interpersonal relationships from meeting who they're hanging out with outside of work. It's kind of a a neat and twisted way of doing it, but I I tell you what, I've learned a lot in that process. And it's so powerful, especially if you're hiring somebody for sales and the expectations are huge. You need to make sure that those people that they're hanging out with day by day, their significant other, their, their spouse, their girlfriend, their fiance, that they know what's going on. And you need to check the references. Check at least three references. You need to do that. You want to be. You want to get as much out in the open and up front so that you don't have to think about firing this person in the future. Proverbs 19, 2 says, It's not good to have zeal without knowledge, not to be hasty and miss the way. And that's the problem if we broad brush the interview process and, and jump right in and hire somebody without going through all this stuff. You know, in the last three sections of our show, we've been talking about can you hire and fire in a Christ-like manner. We had a couple of callers ask some fantastic questions Questions. We're still on the can you hire part. And, and honestly, here's the bottom line. If you hire right, you won't have to fire as often. I mean, obviously, there's people that you hire that they're one person when you hire them and they change. But for the most part, if you do a really good job on the hiring process, you're not going to have to fire as many people. And that's what one of our callers had to say. But we, we still do have to fire people, but I'm afraid we might not get to that part today. We'll have to have it on a future show. And I apologize about, apologize about that. You know, and the last thing, what I was saying right before we went to break, is that you know we need to, before we complete the hire, we need to have somebody else help you with the interview. And don't just be the only person to interview, because other people see other things. You need to pray about this person that you want to hire. Sleep on it, for sure. And before you make the offer, put out a contingency that the offer is contingent on you taking... The interviewee and their significant other out for dinner, so you can spend some time with them and find out who they really are and what they're really like around somebody else, and check out their references. For crying out loud, you got them. You at least ought to call. You might get one that tells you something. All right, and and when I do a multiple interview process with somebody, I give people assignments in the process because then you can find out. You can give them work and test drive them before you even hire them. You know, I like to give pr- people uh, projects like based on what you see on my website how do you think your skills fit with our company and where we're going that tells me have they actually gone out to the website or or another question what do you recommend we do to increase or improve our web presence you know a lot of times we're dealing with younger people i'm old i'm 47 years old people that are 25 they care about web presence you know for a sales position I ask them to write down the names of everyone they know that would buy, could potentially buy for them. I don't ask for that list, but I ask them to do the homework. I make them take the five love languages test because I want to know how am I going to minister to this person in the workplace. I want to know how do they receive love best because it's important because if you're going to teach this person about Christ and show them through through the love that Christ has shown us, you got to know how to communicate that love to them. And of course, I'm going to make them take a personality test before I hire them because I want to make sure they fit in with the average personality of the people that have occupied that position before. You got to pray during this process. You got to pray that God will direct your path. He cares about the intimate details of our lives, and especially when it comes to the life of another, with your influence that's going to be over them. We have to take this seriously. You know, in the Christian community, we all tend to be compassionate when it comes to firing people. And as a result, Churches, ministries, religious organizations are filled with people who are unqualified, unenthusiastic, and costing us money, time, and momentum. That's a problem. We can't have it that way. we got to have people that are the right fit. And firing somebody, is it's not always a bad thing for somebody. Actually, it's most of the time the best thing ever you can do for somebody. I like to call it, again, another Jim Brang, this isn't patented, I stole this from somebody, freeing their future that's freeing their future you're going to free their future so they can go do something else and do good work somewhere else you know the business community can't be afraid to fire people because we're christian you know if somebody comes up to you and say you can't fire me i thought this was a christian company you know and here's a good response you know god will always give you a second chance but you've had your second chance with us all right i mean because sometimes before we get to that line and we fire firing somebody we've done a whole lot of prep work Nowhere does Scripture support the notion that it's sinful or a poor witness for a Christian boss to fire a subordinate. It's just not there. Now, and it's not so much firing as managing. If you manage well, you'll rarely have to fire somebody. You rarely have to fire somebody. And and really, the process to avoid firing starts the day of the interview. You gotta hire right for all the reasons we've mentioned in the first 45 minutes of the show. And on the first day of somebody's work working for you, you need to spend time with them. You need to make sure that you're setting out expectations for performance, how much they you expect them to produce, their accountability, what's gonna happen if they produce the positives and the negatives. You need to communicate with them. Let them know you've got an open door. Yes, you should have an open door. That you need to have regular, scheduled meetings to evaluate the metrics that you're holding them accountable for, and give them feedback all the time. And especially in that first 90 days, it should be intense and you need to communicate your, satisfa- your satisfaction your and your dissatisfaction with them clearly and quickly and in writing those first 90 days that you hire somebody they should be really intense to in that person they should have a clear view of what you're doing in your business and you need to learn from them new people in the business they're not stuck in the business they can see the forest within the trees and and you need to list. ask them what are they seeing ask about their evaluation and their observation of the business you need to study their habits and nip away the bad ones right away you know and you meet you need to meet daily with them at first and encourage them, and, and to get some feedback from them. And if you see something needs correction, you gotta address it at once. I've said that before. And you need to encourage teamwork to allow others in the office a chance to really get to know the new hire and appreciate their skills. You need to meet weekly with your hires, new hires. You know, and, and here's the deal: we're not done with fi- hiring, and we still haven't talked about firing. But the whole idea behind this is that you can't. You gotta be able to. Manage people. You gotta you gotta hire rights so you don't have to fire them. But the next section of the show is what we always talk about: books. And I got a lot of this information from a book I read years and years and years ago. This part of our program is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Each week, we like to highlight a book that will help you gain perspective on incorporating Christ in your workplace. Caris Christian Books and Gifts has been part of the Largo community for 28 years. It's located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Elmerton Road. Their 2,400-square-foot store is open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopkaris, then shopkaris.com then shopcaris.com Be the 120th person to like I Work For Him on Facebook tonight, and we'll send you a copy of the book that we're highlighting today. And most importantly, Karis Christian Books and Gifts is managed by my gorgeous wife of 27 years, Martha. So make sure if you walk in there, you tell Martha that Jim told you to stop in. The book we're talking about today is Business by the Book, written by the late Larry Burkett. This book offers radical principles of business management that go beyond the Ten Commandments and other biblical maxims. Business by the Book is a step-by-step presentation of how businesses should be run according to the creator of all management rules. God, go see and find this book, Business by the Book by Larry Burkett. Hiring, firing, pay increases and promotion, management selection, employee pay decisions, borrowing and lending decisions, forming corporations and partnerships... Business tithing and retirement—all of those things are addressed in this book. All right, next week on the show, on the I Work for Him show, at five o'clock next Monday night, right here on Inspiration AM 1110 W T I S, we've got Dan Jenkins and Jim Wilson from Reach Global, and we're going to talk about how business people are needed on short-term and long-term trips around the world, working with business people in other countries. We're going to talk about can God use my business skills on the mission field and a short-term trip? Can I invest on the mission field? All right, so here's your assignment? Answer these questions. When you hire somebody, do you keep in mind their best interests? When you interview somebody for a job, are you just thinking about, hey, i got to fill a spot? Or do you match up their personality and their values with your core values, with your personality, with the environment that you've set up and established? You know, and, and, and a question, with when you interviewed somebody the last time, did you let somebody else interview them? Did you let somebody else participate in the process? Did you pray about it? Did you think about, how am I going to be able to show love in the workplace to this person going forward? All those questions are super, super important. Make sure that when you hire somebody, you intend on having them there the rest of their lives based on your evaluation in the process. Please check out our website, iworkforhim.com. There's all kinds of great resources on the site, links to all of our show sponsors, including the link to the to uh, WTIS1110.com. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Like I said, the 120th person to like us on Facebook tonight is going to get a copy of Business by the Book. Listen, I'm trying to reach out to Marketplace Ministries here in Tampa Bay that want to be part of the show, that maybe want to sponsor the show, to be a part of what we're trying to do here and bring unity to the biz- Christian business community in Tampa Bay. If you know a ministry that you can put me directly in touch with the director or owner of that ministry, have them email me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. You know, we're looking for those people to sponsor our show. Make Making them uh, just... Adding them into the show to just really grow the unity in the Christian Tampa Bay, the Christian business community in Tampa Bay. All right, thanks to Mike Miracle for being a fantastic engineer. You've been listening to the I Work for Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, I own my own business, and I'm an employee. I don't know about you, but I
2: work for him.